Hey guys, it's Kayla Yule from Directionally Challenged, a podcast about realigning your internal compass. New KFC chicken nuggets are finally here and you have never had nuggets like these. All of the delicious KFC flavor you love in one but amazing chicken nugget. 100% white meat, hand-breaded in KFC's original recipe. Order new Kentucky Fried Chicken Nuggets now available at participating KFC near you. Guys, they're finger licking good. Um, so, should we explain that this was going to be a surprise guest? Yeah. And do you want to say what happened? Because I'm, I'm still not entirely sure. What, uh, well, I just went onto our spreadsheet where all the get potential guests are put. So I just wanted to see. Oh, right, yeah. So we need to get in contact with them, or and then what? Did, so, so this was going to be a surprise guest. So you wouldn't know who it was. You went onto a document that I guess we assumed you'd never look at. Never look at. You've never looked at it before. And then you saw what? Like six months. Amazing. Fucking amazing. And then I saw in bold. <laughs> the name so, surprise when again. you said you knew who it was, I didn't believe you. Oh, right. But then you, you said a fake one, didn't you? You no, said Casey Price. Oh, I thought you said Caprice. No, I said Kay Price. Oh, I thought that was Caprice. And no. then I was like, oh, he doesn't know. I thought you were mucking around. And then you said Jordan. Well, she, she's Katie Price, isn't she? Yes. Yeah, I know. I know that. But I, because you said K Price, I thought you meant oh, Price. And I thought, oh, you're guessing. And then you guessed. And I was like, oh, he does know. And then yeah. I tried to carry it on. I, I probably should have done that. But I just went, oh, whatever. Well, I just knew. Because I said, I said to Naomi, it's Katie Price. And then what she it went, It might yes. not be. I was like, well, it might not be. <laughs> Did she say it that acty? Well, yeah. it might not be. It might not be. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Fucking <laughs> hell. <laughs> it's annoying because you've wasted loads of, like, months of pissing about going, oh, I've got a guest and whatever. I know. Anyway. I know. So she should be on in six minutes. So what do you know about Katie Price? Well, I know she lived in... Oh, no, I can't say that. Near you. Yeah. She's always lived near me, and I need to talk to her about that. Has she ever seen me? (laughs) Have you ever seen her? (laughs) Yeah. Have you? Me and Naomi saw her in um, Brighton. And, uh, yeah. Um, What else do you know? She lives near you or lived near you. There's a theme with you, people living near you. That's sort of your... What you're interested in? Well, it makes me go, oh, right, they're real. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. You go, oh, blimey, that's. Um... They share my air. <laughs> we must continue this kind of challenge. Yeah, I remember again. seeing Greg Rizetsky on um, Three Bridges 
train station in Crawley. <laughs> and I've seen him in Ikea in Burley. <laughs> Which game <I'm> on? <laughs> you know what? It's a really good it's a really good filtering system. It has to be someone you've seen out and about. I remember <laughs> going, oh right, your life's just breathing in the air of Three Bridges Station. I- I always think that. I go, look how mundane. I remember seeing, um, what's that, Alan Partridge's assistant in, uh, I saw I saw her on the train station. She had loads of luggage. For some reason, I went, oh, fucking hell, she, she's got to get all that luggage home. Well, you could say the same for Katie Price. Oh, right, she's just going to go on Zoom and talk to the chatter. <laughs> she must be a massive chatter biscuit then. Definitely got to ask her how many episodes she's listening <laughs> You know she's going to have no idea what this is. She's probably doing like seven of these. Well, that's why I was really worried about you missing, because I thought she probably got like ten minutes between Oh, has she only got ten minutes? Well, I don't know, but she's probably doing Heat Magazine, Us, Bella, Radio <laughs> Look <Trance>. at you, Trance, <laughs> clutching at straws, <laughs> glossy mags. <laughs> Bella. I'm always excited if I see a Bella on the train. I'll have a little thumb through Bella happily. That'll happily get me back to Brighton. Um, so you, we know she lives near you. We know her. Well, she's, she's always been there or thereabouts. <laughs> I really want to talk about that. I'm really hoping this is a short interview. <laughs> <laughs> once, we, once she's uncomfortable talking about where she lives. Oh, is that bad? Well, it is what it is now. We've got nothing else. I'm trying to think if I went on a pod and <laughs> someone said, oh, I live near you and you've always lived near me. Have I? Have I? <laughs> <laughs> What's your point? Yeah, what is your point? What's your point? Well, I don't know. I just... And if they said, oh, you you breathe the same air as me. <laughs> I'd hate it. Yeah, it's fucking grim. That's what I was about to talk about. <laughs> We need to do some digging. We need to. We need some questions and some questions fast. Fuck. What would Katie Price like to be asked about? I've got something to ask her about. Come. No, no, it's in my back pocket. Is that your go-to, your banker? Yeah, I'm sort of. It's nothing about being celebrity or anything. It's just about where she lives. (laughs) (laughs) It's about where she. Well, she's got so many chimneys. <laughs> How long her drive is. <laughs> How many fireplaces do you have in your house, Katie Price? Oh, <laughs> this is going to be fucking disastrous. No. It is. Oh, dear. A clashing of worlds. Okay, what else can we ask her? Does, Kate, does she do a podcast? Should know that. We'll do a mashup. <laughs> Katie Price podcast. Love that she's come on here. It's great. She was in conversation with John Bishop. She's done that. She, oh, really? Hold on. She's done. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. I think she's done Rob Beckett's and Shag Married Annoyed. Has she? I think so. Oh, that feels like that's put pressure on me now, or us. <laughs> me. Why, not, why not me? Why no pressure on me? 
Do you, do you feel like because it's yours? Well, it's not your surprise guest because it's not a surprise anymore. No, no. Oh, here we go. Oh. Fucking so long. Bankers. Right, I'm telling you now. If my wife was here, no, I'm going to be really rude then. Uh, uh. <laughs> bang into you, mate. <laughs> what an intro <laughs> sorry James I can't believe this hello chaps nice to see you <laughs> hello James <laughs> thanks for doing this <laughs> who were you expecting David Christ <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> we've got, just... got quite a lot on at the moment <laughs> Which makes a change. Well, I was talking to her missus and she was going, why would David think she's coming? She's in the middle of loads of stuff and she's slipped in 25 minutes to chat to us. <laughs> <laughs> so you're both very busy. So thank you for having me. And congratulations on the new film, David. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is James O'Brien. Who, and not Hello. Katie Price, who David was very confident he'd found out who the guest was. <laughs> Just to explain, um, David, well, went I'm, on... I'm computing all this. <laughs> what happened was, was um, David's a massive fan of yours, and we, you lovely for you to come on. But David thought he'd found out who it was because he'd went onto a spreadsheet. It was all cocky and confident, and going. Oh, well, yeah, it's this person. And <laughs> we've been talking it, about... It's Naomi's idea. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you can ask me the same questions. If you had questions planned, you could ask me the same ones. We'll see how we get on. Yeah, what's it like living near David? <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my, I was sat with my... Hello, James, by the way. <laughs> meet you. I've always wanted to meet you. Bye, guys. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I was with my wife on the sofa about a month ago and she went, I've got a guest for your... She said, I've thought of a... Oh, have you? Who's that then? I said, why are they me Nick Knowles? <laughs> Robert Smith? <laughs> or David Gower? And she went, no, no, no. And, uh, and now you've appeared, I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is this how this is? I'm not sure this is an ideal start to a podcast. Sorry, James. It's fine by me. I love I'm loving it. Where are you, James? <laughs> I'm at home. I'm in the garden. Oh, I did think you were in a pub garden for a minute. Oh, not a pub. oh shame. Back, I just got back from work. Busy week. Yeah. And thanks for taking time with everything that's going on. I'm sure you're snowed under, aren't you? No, I'm both, I've, I've just broken up for the summer. Well, two weeks off starting now. So this, oh, is, a lovely, this is a lovely way of easing myself into the vacation. <laughs> easing yourself out of work. Exactly that. <laughs> You know what, James? My first question to you would be, where did you get your brain from? Said, well, how do you answer that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's why David hasn't got the same brain as you, because his question doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you retain so much information. Yeah, but that's just memory. That's just memory. That's not necessarily intelligence, is it? That's just uh, I'm not having that. Well, no, it, 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 it might be there. It might be intelligence as well. I'm not, I'm not being like 
falsely modest or anything, but but a lot of it is memory, and that's that's growing up in a journalist house. I think my dad was a journalist, and we always had the news on. I've always had the papers in front of me, and I I just file it all away. If you read something ten times and you remember it, it's a lot less impressive than if you've only read it once. Yeah. So I do that, I guess. I've just always. You're obviously incredibly passionate about what you do for politics, and is, is is that always been there? Has that been because of your dad? No, no. I, I I found news really boring when I, started. I wanted to be a newspaper journalist, but only because my dad was. Looking back, it was like if dad had been a lorry driver, I think I probably would have wanted to be a lorry driver. Quite serious. I just wanted to be my dad, um, and and it wasn't. It didn't happen. I got onto Fleet Street via selling suits. I sold a suit to John Major, and um, and then. And then so a white suit, a white suit. <laughs> You're a hell of a salesman, to be fair. <laughs> they sent us to Downing Street. All the normal tailors were off sick because there was, there was a flu epidemic. And they sent a couple of the kind of students to Downing Street. And I wasn't a student anymore. I'd carried on doing my student job because I couldn't get arrested in journalism. And they sent us to Downing Street. And he bought a white suit, which obviously at the time, his spitting image puppet was still... Yeah. In the news. So I sold that story to the to the Daily Express and then got in a couple of shifts on the gossip column and I was a showbiz journalist. I was I wasn't Yeah. Didn't do any politics at all until I got to really just because I'm good at talking, I suppose. I, I started doing a lot of T V work and like paper reviews and boring stuff like that. And then Channel Five gave us a little gig on a daytime show and that went quite well and I started getting quite politically engaged because I needed to know what I was talking about. But I was never passionate. I, it started with a firefighters dispute, bizarrely, and, and all my old mates on Fleet Street, who were proper friends, you know, people whose homes I'd been to, they were writing horrible articles about firefighters. They were writing because they were taking industrial action. Yeah. And it was they've all got they all live in Ibiza and they've all got seven jobs and they've all that and I just thought, I know you. And I was really shocked. I didn't realise that was part of the British media establishment. How was your relationship after that? Kind of a lot of them drifted apart. I mean, I'd left newspapers anyway, but you'd only really meet them after a while when you'd been booked to do the same media appearances. And I stopped, I stopped doing them after my dad, when he was still alive. I phoned them up and I said, I'm going to Belfast on Sunday to debate cannabis with Peter Hitchens. And I was really pleased because telly's telly, right? You think telly's telly. And my dad just said, Why? <laughs> and I didn't have an answer, so I kind of stopped doing that kind of thing then. And, and then you drift apart. If someone's writing articles about how junior doctors are awful, and and, uh, and 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 this is the columnist. I'm still mates with news journalists. You can still be friends with people on the news pages, but I couldn't really stay friends with people that were writing the stuff about single mothers and unemployed people and refugees and and, and the EU latterly. So. No, it wasn't a particular cull, but it, it just a drifting apart, a gentle drifting apart. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to your show to gain opinion, my opinions. <laughs> you could literally say anything and I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, that's quite a responsibility. <laughs> I, I shall be more careful in future. <laughs> I'm always impressed when someone comes on the show because as soon as the next caller comes on, I'm going, you must be thinking you're about to get a kick in. I always think they're brave because I'm like, this isn't going to go well for you. No, no uh, yeah, I, I mean, we, we, obviously we, we only let people on who sound really confident. If someone rings in who sounds, who sounds a bit fragile, right. or, um, or even, you know, in the olden days, not so much now, people would ring in who were just excited to be on the radio. One of the first rules I brought in was that if they're ringing every day, every hour of every day, they're just desperate to get on the radio so we can, we can live without them. Yeah. Yeah, great rule. 
Um, but but lately, I mean, the, the, they don't really ring me so much anymore. Since since the reality of Brexit has begun to dawn, I struggle. I struggle to get the calls from the people that kind of, you know, pushed me into the. You know, into the into into public, if you like, because it was a quiet little show until 2015, 2016. No, no one had noticed it. To be honest, is that what launched? That's what took it to the next level, Jim. I think so. I did an interview with Farage. Oh, I remember that one. Was that about his neighbours? Yeah, when he was yeah. giving it all that about people talking foreign on trains, and I pointed out that his children speak foreign at home to their German mum, and and that went a bit bonkers. That and that got me on Newsnight as a presenter and. Why he's obviously a bright man, yeah. Why couldn't he see what he was saying was ludicrous? I don't get it because people don't ever pick him up, they still don't. Is I mean, I find it but when really... you picked him up, why didn't he say, Do you know what you're spot on there? Because he because he honestly thinks that people speaking Romanian are genetically inferior to speak people speaking German. Now, there's a familiar thought, I can't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know who else who has strong views. On the genetic superiority of German, <laughs> but I'm sure it'll come to me <laughs> this afternoon. When you get a proper Wally on, is it exciting or, oh God, here we go? I've changed a bit in, in, in recent years. I had quite a lot of therapy a few years ago for, for, for a variety of reasons, and I don't relish the the destruction like I used to. I, I, I kind of, I can still do it when I have to, and I, and I enjoy it when they really, really deserve it. But they, hmm. I'm, I'm very much of the view that most people have been boxed into these positions. Yeah. You know? right. Even something as normal as reading the Daily Mail every day. My mum my always says, well, they only, they only get it for the puzzles on Saturday, and then they end up thinking that right. is the Antichrist. Good puzzles. <laughs> Must be good puzzles. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> and the TV guide. It's got a very good TV guide. As well. <laughs> yeah. That's the gateway. That's the gateway drug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, unless they're really vicious, um, I, I don't enjoy it as much I, 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 as I used to. I like the leading out. You know, the kind of getting them to a position where you can sometimes hear them realise that political correctness generally just means politeness and that that's not, therefore, a very bad thing. I'd rather they went away going, blimey, crikey, rather than going, ow, ow. <laughs> there's, always a, there's always a nice moment when they go quiet. Yes, I love those moments. It always yeah. makes me laugh where, where you basically, they've sort of... With your help, snookered themselves. Well, that, that, well, that's the trick, isn't it? Is that, it, it, that you, as a listener, realise that they've done it to themselves? I, I haven't. No, you reminded me of Tommy Boyd in the early days. Yeah, he was a don, wasn't he? It was, yeah, so you, 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 you had the same, the similar kind of. Being, it's being nimble and more agile and sort of more open, where people come on with such a fixed view. Yes. And you're obviously open to discussion, and some people aren't open to discussion. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're just going to say their thing. and That's it. And they don't expect, and this takes you back to Farage, actually, they don't expect to have to explain themselves. And quite often on speech radio, and I, I didn't get to really listen to Tommy Boyd in his heyday, but... Oh, didn't I didn't you? No, I, I was not into speech. I, I, I'll tell you who I really liked. I liked a bloke called Gordon Astley. It was on Beacon Radio in Wolverhampton, and he, he was like a magazine type show, very light-hearted, very funny, great broadcaster. He had the best jingle I've ever heard in my life, which was, Gordon, Gordon, drives away your boredom. If you wake up feeling ghastly, tune in to Gordon Astley. Oh. <laughs> and he said to, he, he heard me. He heard me talking about him on the radio the other day. He's been in America for years, but he's back in Britain now, and he sent me the little clip. He, he oh. sent me I've got it. I've got it. I could listen to it to my heart's content. So no, I, 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 I didn't have that in my in my past. It was quite a newsy 
home growing up, so we'd have Radio Four on all the time. But but um but no, I don't I don't I don't like battering people anymore. It's no. not it's not fun. No. Sometimes when they put your little nuggets of like the videos yeah. be a monologue for like three minutes, I go, you couldn't write that if you were given like half a day. But you know, when you're on stage, I bet some of the best stuff that happens isn't stuff that you planned in advance. Yeah, Is it? No, it doesn't go on for three and a half minutes. Well, some of them, I mean, the one today went on for 14 minutes actually, but I had quite a lot to get off my chest, I've got to be honest. It's. I don't know. I listen. Some people are good at free kicks. I, I can just open my I'd mouth. Love to be good at free kicks. I'd love. To, I'd rather be uh, good at. Yeah. Younger <laughs> man, a younger man. I mean, I've got kids to feed now, so I'll take. I'll take this skill yeah. rather than free kicks. But it, it's just I've always been able to do that, and and it used to be annoying. I used to do it in class, and everyone would start throwing pencils at me and tell me to shut up. You know, so it's it's swings and r- I found when, a niche. When you go into work, have you always got a plan? No. Like, no. Never. No. We're like that. we're like that with this, James. We're sort of yeah, but we're we're shitting ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> and and we we come unstuck regularly. <laughs> that's the that's the jeopardy, isn't it? That's what that's what people want. They, they want no. I mean, I'm, listen, it, it's a switchboard and a microphone, so I'm I'm always going to be fine. And because I can do what we've just discussed, even if the phones don't ring, which doesn't happen anymore. Although it did happen on Monday for the first time in in bloody years. Okay, the phones didn't ring for twenty minutes, so I'm always comforting at that point. You, yeah, yeah. The first time I did it, my first ever show, years ago now, like twenty. But, but I took over from a bloke who hadn't been doing phone in. Who was that? Mike Allen on LBC. Quite a big name, quite a big broadcaster, but his last show on LBC, Sunday nights, 10, 8, 10 p.m., no phone-in. And you take over that slot after a Christmas break when the station was relaunching. And listeners are creatures of habit, so they just didn't ring. It wasn't a phone-in show, and I'm giving out the number like it's going out of fashion. I get to 10, 15, 10, 30, 10, 45. I've done, you know, I haven't had a single call. There's been one wrong number, which flashes up on the screen, and I'm like, put it through, put it through. There's someone trying to order a child. Trying try to order a curry or something, like that. and then and then, it. and then at eleven fifteen, at eleven fifteen, they put through someone, and it's my wife who is no. pretending, yeah, because she's at home listening, thinking, Christ, this can't be normal, this can't be right. So she comes on and and makes some points about Princess Diana, and my best mate, who's an actor, he he hears hearing this and 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 realizing what's going on, so he then rings in as well. But for some, for some reason, he decides to adopt a Northern Irish accent in case, <laughs> in case anybody worked out it was him. And two minutes two minutes into the call, he just forgets completely about the Northern Irish accent. Wow. We, don't, we don't clip it up back then like we do now. But I'd love to have kept the audio of that. And then once the seal was broken, um, then then people started ringing in. But yeah, that little frisson of fear is still is still always there. It keeps you honest, I think. Yeah. Are there any um, broadcasters that you sort of look up to or you admire who who do you who do you like like nick ferrari he's on before you isn't he still yeah yes he he's 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 how's that relationship um we've both got newspapers in our background and we've both got fathers who were newspapers so we have fleet street in common and and you know he's very good at what he does yeah we don't agree about much um politically but you don't see people think that we all go on holiday together or that we no. all live in a, big, in a big house you know but you only really like ships that pass in the night for, i love for nick ferrari to appear just hand you <laughs> just coming in there handing <laughs> me the gin and tonics there you go love <laughs> i've always had visions of you sort of 
swapping chairs so he gets up and you sit yeah you, you do that you do do that yeah i mean i, I do we do i do you do the handover from the other side of the desk and then you kind of I bet his chair's warm, and that. <laughs> well, I'm not going there. <laughs> not now. At the moment, we have a full COVID kind of interim wipe down in, in, during, during COVID. So they swap chairs and microphone. And that makes great radio. Yeah, <laughs> left the microphones on. Um, I, I think Eddie Mayer is. But I think I, I mean I'm very lucky. Eddie Mayer came to work for us. He's a genius of radio. Who I I, I, I still learn from every day. Steve Allen, who does the early breakfast show on L is a, he's a unique talent i mean he never take he doesn't need calls calls just distract him he just talks he could you could put him on now and he'd talk until tuesday he's, he's and that's not easy you know because he's not gibbering he's saying he's keeping you engaged and he and he can be very funny and so danny baker. different things oh come on yeah danny, saint saint danny of baker he's yeah. the absolute business as well again someone who could just somehow make anything interesting that's the trick. I'm lucky because I talk about the news, and, and if I can't make the news interesting, I'm in the wrong job. But some of the stuff that Danny would make interesting, you'd sit there going, "How? What? what why is that funny? Why is that interesting?" Yeah. You, know? yeah. you two would un you two would understand that somehow finding magic in the most unlikely places, and yet when you do it and when you put it out there, it it, it somehow makes perfect sense. I think Baker's like that very much, very mercurial. Yeah, yeah I feel like a lot of people copies sort of copy yes. him and Boyd and. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. No, I love Danny. Yeah. Guys, so I want to. I'm going to. Do you mind if I text my wife? <laughs> Honestly, she goes on and on about you, which is fine. This is all her fault, to be fair. Yeah. Is this her way of just stepping closer? <laughs> <laughs> now that's who, that's who I want to see come into frame behind you. Well, that would be a story, wouldn't it? Crikey. Oh yeah. <laughs> You got into. I, I was hoping you had done like something like hospital radio or something because I'm obsessed with that way in. But you haven't done. Was you're straight into telly from the the papers? Then there was no sort of. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. I mean, I didn't have a plan. I, I, I had that slight desperation after university. I didn't want to measure inside legs for the rest of my life. There's not. I mean, I liked the work. You, those sort of jobs are all about your colleagues, aren't they? Mm. If it's if it's a boring job, but you've got amazing colleagues, you have you have the kind of laughs and the kind of fun that make makes the day go by. But I really wanted to be a journalist, and and then I got onto newspapers, and it didn't turn out to be what I was really hoping for. It was still quite a brutal environment. You'd get bawled out by news editors, and and it was quite old school. Even I mean, later when Rosie Boycott took over the Express, it got a lot better. It became a lot more liberal and a lot more. Um, open-minded but you know the, the old lads on the back bench of the news desk didn't change much uh, and, and you would I remember getting screamed at by a news editor in front of everybody because I was quite a cocky little fella and the editor had taken a bit of a shine to me there's a lot of people enjoying me getting publicly <laughs> rinsed but really screaming at I mean screaming at the t like a like a sergeant major parade ground sergeant major and I remember watching a piece of phlegm just make its way from his mouth, almost as if it were in slow motion, and sort of <laughs> land here on my lip. <laughs> don't put your, don't, what are you going to do? What are you going And I, I, I genuinely went through in my mind, can I faint now? Can I pretend to, I, I thought, well, this is never going to end. This is, and he's enjoying the fact that everybody's watching, and he's enjoying the fact that everybody watching is enjoying me getting balled out in public. 
And and I just thought, can I hit the floor? Can I? Can I, can I? But it'd be like Larry Sanders or Gillian McKeith on I'm a Celebrity. I'd have gone down. I'd have gone down in four stages. If you've got to go down like a tree, or not at all, and that would have really hurt. So I, it's, I didn't, didn't. It's an it. odd decision to make, even a thought to go my way out of this. Well, that's why I mention it. To that's, faint. Yes, that's what I mean by it not being quite what I was hoping for as a career. These, these were the moments that made me think I should try and do something else. So then these odd little TV tickles come along and eventually it builds up into a into an escape route you know have you heard about the um phlegm uh oh. <laughs> not, <don't. laughs> what? we got we do a podcast of gossip Monday. i'm coming off okay basically uh we got sent in some gossip about someone who's sat on the um no, I can't do it. really no i can't hear but carry on okay sat on the tube yeah. And uh, there was a lady opposite him. It's urban myth, probably. There was a lady opposite him, and she was fast asleep. And a homeless guy was on there or got on, and he <coughs> coughed, and this big lump of green yellow phlegm just landed on her. Oh, is it over? No, it's not over. No, it's not over. <laughs> so then, um, I think he might have left the tube, and the guy was still watching over the. Anyway, she woke up, sort of saw it, and looked about and then just went no 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 no, no. Oh. I saw the action I know it's over you would wouldn't you yeah oh, I think he's <laughs> I think he would when you when you do when you do it each day so when we started um Chatterbix <laughs> I sound so naughty I, hate I know I hate saying the title of the podcast great title but um we wanted it to be a radio show where, you know, if you're feeling grumpy or miserable or tired, you just say that and don't talk and blah, 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 blah. Surely there are times when you can't be asked and yet you've got to do your performance. Or do you always get that energy? And I'm generally all right at 10 o'clock. Really? At 10 o'clock I am. I think there are days when you could probably tell at 10 past 12 that I'm... I don't. I hope I never phone it in, but there are certainly different energy levels. Right. Hangovers are interesting. I tend, <laughs> I tend not to do it with hangovers so much anymore because of my age. But hangovers sometimes create the best shows because you find that you, you you have a new level of concentration and you're almost trying to get out of your own head. Right. The, the adrenaline pushes you to. So some of the best shows I've ever done have been with quite major hangovers. I think. Have you admitted you're hungover in the show? I tend not to. I mean, I, I mean, if it was like a work Christmas party the night before and everyone sounds ropey the next day then. And also remember that when I started on LBC, it didn't have many listeners. It, I mean, it, 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 it had committed um, listeners like, 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 like you. <laughs> 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 oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly that. And, um, and that meant you could get away with a little bit more. So you might even t complain about the air conditioning or something like that. But as obviously, when, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, truly. Yeah. But as things have got a bit, it'd be a bit odd if you were watching Newsnight, wouldn't it? And they started moaning about the the air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> it's the amount of attention that's paid to the station has gone up. That you'd be less like. So I'd still say if if we if it was Christmas and we'd been out on the lash the night before, I'd still say I was feeling a little bit ropey. Or something like that, but not not quite as freely as I would have done once. I don't think. Yeah, we'd have done phonics on on hangover cures because I've got a really big hangover once. I think we probably would have done that back in the days of silliness and 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 yeah. And Why two and a half hours? Isn't that a bit long? Three, 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 three. three. 
Who decides three hours, though? Well, for, well, I think that's a traditional slot, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I did but, two hours for a while. I did two hours for a while. Oh, and, so long. You get, don't you get a bit loosey-goosey in the third hour if you play around with I can do, yeah. I mean, I used to do every hour. I'd have something silly in the third hour, but, but then, mystery, it's mystery hour, isn't it? Yeah, mystery yeah. hour still happens. I, that's love. I've got a board game now. You know, have I got an actual? <laughs> it's in the shops. It's in John Lewis. You can buy it in Amazon. Mysteryhour.co.uk. It's a really, really good game. It's um, it it's it, it's a company that just someone listened in. I forgot. I'm so tired after this week on air that I well, forgot. Can you name. up your game a bit because you're on our. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, it's memory tired, it's memory tired, I'm just going to forget. Joe, have you heard Mystery Hour? I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just on the board game, I'm just buying the board game if I'm talking. Got it there? Yeah. So you shouldn't buy it, I'll sort you out. 20 quid? No, it's 19.99, go to mysteryhour.co.uk. All right, okay, mysteryhour.co.uk, I was going to go Amazon, but all right. Or ring in, or ring in in a couple of weeks and, and the best contribution wins a free game. Well, I'm not going to get that, am I? Cross marketing, it's incredible. I've got yeah. nothing to say. But also, I used to do stupid stuff. Like, um, I used to do something called the the oh, what was it bloody called? People would literally treasure hunt, and people would ring in and say, "I'm looking for this," and then someone else would ring in and say, "I found it." So it might be like, "I need a I need a remote control for a Panasonic." Oh, great idea. Right. I thought it was brilliant radio. Yeah. And then you know someone would ring in and say, "I've got a salt cellar, but I haven't got a pepper pot," and and. It was kind of in the early days of the internet. That's how old I am. So you, you, you wouldn't necessarily all have camera phones to send pictures around. So people would do descriptions and you'd get silly, geeky people ringing in with technology. And you get lovely old ladies ringing in looking for a, you know, an anti-macassar for the back of their sofa. Well, that's or how mundane it is. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what I want to hear. I'd be like, yeah. I'd be well, looking. It can be. Yeah. Mundane can be magic, can't it? Because it's yeah. universal. But... Then we got new owners, and they were very focused, quite rightly, as things have turned out on the news agenda. And but things like that were quite hard to explain in, in meetings. <laughs> I love the idea of them, the first on the agenda, is to get rid of the treasure hunt. Yeah. Got to get rid of the treasure hunt. That's not the kind of brand and, we're... And the free-for-all, the Tuesday free-for-all, which was born of a hangover. And that involved people ringing in and telling me what they wanted to talk about. And I just picked... And I didn't have to do anything. I could literally just sit there going, "Yeah, that's good." Yeah. What, what does everyone else? What does everyone else think about that? And then we judge the success of a suggestion by how many other people rang in to talk about it. And so the whole yeah. show used to write itself. But again, it didn't. It didn't. It wasn't ever going to set much of a challenge to Radio Four. I don't think that sort of programming. Have you got is, an example from the Mystery Hour to give Joe? Have you heard it, Joe? It's really good. No. So I mean, it's all sorts, isn't it? So. Uh, Someone might, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to think of anything now. My memory shot to pieces. So it's anything at all. You can ring in and ask, you know, my kids do this. Every Thursday I come home and they say, what was on Mr. I can't remember what I did on the show this morning. There's, 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 there's samples on the website. Go to the website. There'll be samples. They're great. Samples and answers. But the, but the jeopardy of it, the comedy of it, is the people getting wrong answers. And Oh, here's a brilliant one. So someone rang in, right, and he said, why don't islands float away? <laughs> fuck off. Absolutely <laughs> fuck off. It gets better. It gets better. It gets no, better. No, it gets better. It gets better. So I said to him, because this is where I get so much freedom. I said to him, imagine you're in the bath, right? And he goes, yeah. And I say, it's a bubble bath. And he goes, okay. And, he's, and I said, okay, now your knee 
your knee is poking above the bubbles. And he goes, yeah, right. And I said, why doesn't your knee float away? And he went, oh, no, how embarrassing. This is awful. And I said, what do you do for a living, if you don't mind me asking? And he said, I'm a doctor. No. Fucking hell. Struck off. <laughs> and he stopped me in the street about six months later. I was buying some trainers in Hammersmith, and he came up to me. And you can tell sometimes he's, when people... Shall I say hello or not? Or you know, and he, and he comes over and goes, Look, I've got to say hello because um, I'm the bloke who rang in and my eyelids is working as a GP around the corner. <laughs> but that's a really good example of why it can be brilliant. But then you get quite serious questions that have quite serious answers. But but a lot of it is fun. Is that that's probably one of the one of the. I heard, I heard a, a friend sent me a clip from a radio show, which was like a joke. It just reminded me of when. Um, you know, they just wanted to give a prize away. So whoever came through yeah. wins, but they have a silly question for you just to answer. Yeah. And uh, the silly question was, uh, he goes, he's in Australia, he goes, uh, spell ACDC. And this bloke yeah. went, ADCD. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, no, 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 no. Just spell ACDC. ADCD. No, 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 and then it started off light, light, hearted The DJ <laughs> was like going, "Oh no, no, no!" Just by the end, he goes, "No, listen, listen, <laughs> listen to me. Spell A C D C A D C D, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give you the prize. I do. I can't. I can't give it. Yeah. Amazing. Ian Lee did that. Ian Lee used to ring those quiz shows. I love Ian Lee. Yeah, he's, he's back on the radio now, thank God, this week. Yeah. He's on Jack FM in Cambridgeshire doing the breakfast show. But um, he's a genius. He, oh, he's he's very much of the, of the tradition of Tommy and, 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 and people yeah. like that, but, but with his own unique. So he started ringing the really, the, you know, the really expensive 0898 quiz shows in the middle of the night when you, when you yeah. ring in, and oh, yeah, yeah. in the studio. And he used to give, the, you can find it on YouTube, and he would answer Ghostbusters 2 to every question. <laughs> <laughs> get <laughs> through and there's one occasion where the presenter is like you described joe frustrated to start off with mildly amused but then getting increasingly he obviously wasn't quite sure whether it was someone taking the mickey or someone who was you know shouldn't have been on the phone un, un, unattended and, and they're saying so, so i'm going to ask you again what's the capital of france and it goes is it <laughs> everybody's what's waiting <laughs> genius you should look it up it is absolutely brilliant my favorite quiz one years ago when again i used to do a really oh geez dad not the car again oh happens all the time with old betsy have you checked out carvana yet they have thousands of cars for under twenty thousand dollars but do those thousands of cars have personality like old betsy betsy's held together by tape Raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood. Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad, the car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under $20,000. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Hey guys, it's Kayla Yule from Directionally Challenged, a podcast about realigning your internal compass. New KFC chicken nuggets are finally here, and you have never had nuggets like these. All of the delicious KFC flavor you love in one amazing chicken nugget. 100% white meat, hand-breaded in KFC's original recipe. Order new KFC fried chicken nuggets now, available at participating KFC near you. Guys, they're finger-licking good. 
predictable lazy quiz <laughs> and, and, and one of the questions was how many kings of england have we called henry and this lovely old lady rings in and, and 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 we have a bit of banter and i go anyway anyway lily how many kings of england have been called henry she goes well she says there's she said, well, I know that's Henry VIII. You're going to work seen, backwards, love. You're going to work backwards. I've, I've seen Henry V. <laughs> Is it three? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> people are baffling. People are brilliant. <laughs> Couldn't write that, could you? Did you see um, Fergus Craig's tweet yesterday? No. He said, um, just to let you know, your mum will text you that Boris has resigned at some point this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get that at work. So you're working in a newsroom. And, and, and yesterday, someone stood up about two hours after it was announced. I'm, I'm like, my, girl, my girlfriend's just texted me that the university's minister has resigned. We're writing news, but they're writing the actual news. It's very sweet. It's nice that they take an interest. Yeah. <laughs> James, have you ever interviewed anyone um who's you felt intimidated by for whatever reason intimidate i mean genuinely like yeah where you or no no i had a nasty run in with sean connery in my very first right i want to hear about that i'm on 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 gossip columns did you yeah and he's a, he was a big man he's a big fella sean connery and and i'd, I'd gone to the so I got this shift after selling the suit to John Major, and and they offered me money, and I said, "Can I have two shifts instead?" So I went in on a Sunday to do a shift, and, and they send you to parties. That's how you get through the diaries onto onto bigger bits of the paper. And they sent me to the National Theatre for Dickie Attenborough's seventieth or eightieth birthday party, and everyone in the room was famous, and I just I just I bottled it completely. How old were you? uh 25 probably 24 25 but also really contemplating it never happening and this being last chance saloon for actually getting into the media or getting into newspapers and the lift doors open and everyone in the room is famous every single person is either famous or married to someone famous it's you know jeremy irons ben kingsley nanette newman is over there and and, and all sorts the only but and i couldn't speak to anyone i was too nervous too shy too embarrassed i, I went downstairs next to scotch came back up again, still couldn't do it, spoke to Clive Anderson because he was more nervous than I was. He was more socially uncomfortable in that room than I was. Went back to the office and, and the photographer, Richard Young, who's like the king of the, 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 the showbiz photographers, had been at the party taking pictures of everyone. And the editor of the column goes through the pictures. Did you talk to them? Did you talk to them? It was it's like an anxiety dream. And I'm like, no, I didn't talk to them. I didn't want to interrupt. No, and I didn't talk to anyone. And then you know, obviously I'd got nothing out of Clive Anderson that could make a story. So the next night was my second shift of two and, and they gave me a couple of parties to go to and I'm thinking, I've done all right in the office because I can write a bit, so I'm not completely finished after this debacle at, the, at Dickie Attenborough's birthday party. Couldn't make it up. Um, so it's Alina's L'Etoile on Charlotte Street, which was a really swish, fashionable night spot. And they're having a reception for English Oscar winners, British Oscar winners. But it's a reception, so the press are invited. We're not like putting stuff through your letterbox or shouting through the, through the garden gates. It's a press are invited. So most of the famous people turn up and they have a few words with us. And, 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 and then you get later, the plan is everyone goes upstairs and socialises. And the gossip column, the diarists are allowed in. And a little whisper goes around that Sean Connery is coming. 
and everyone gets very excited because he's obviously by far the most newsworthy person in the in the room. And then he arrives, and he's quite horrible. He, he, he completely ignores all the journalists, which is okay. He doesn't like journalists, but it's a press reception, so there's a little bit of give and take. And and um, and and everyone, could, could you have? Can I just have a quick word for the Daily Express, please, Mr. Connery? And he, he does straight away. No, fuck off, like that. Straight away. No, no um, build up to it, or me being unpleasant, or anything like that. And I'm thinking I can't go back to the office again, and say that Sean Connery turned up, and I and I, and I didn't speak to him. And I'd even done some research in case he turned up. I, I thought, what what is questions I could ask him that no one else would have thought of because that's the trick that's how you get a line in the next day's paper and you're only looking for a paragraph you're not looking for a front page but a line is something that no one else that night who also spoke to him would have got and his son Jason do you remember Jason yeah. from Robert Sherwood yeah so Jason had just made a film of Macbeth Jason Connery had just made a film of Macbeth and I don't even know if it had been released in England yet or, or if it was art house and so he's walking off up the corridor and I call after him um have you had a chance to see Jason's Macbeth yet, Mr. Connery? And, it, and he, it, he doesn't even turn around. He goes, no, fuck off, and carries on walking. And I go, what's wrong, Mr. Connery? I don't know where this came from. What's wrong, <laughs> what's wrong Mr. Connery? Are you a bit jealous that you never got the chance to play the part yourself? And I, I'm sure the story has got better in, in the retelling <laughs> over the years, but I remember a, 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 like a deathly chill descending on this little press pack and all the other journalists, the proper journalists, who weren't back to selling suits the next morning all sort of peel away from me so i'm left standing there with my you know with my little notebook and he comes back down the corridor did you read the situation at this point did you know what you'd said was yeah 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 he was already, <laughs> yeah. He was already yeah. angry the fact sean connery's turned around and he's yeah. walking towards him yeah, yeah, yeah. Giving it away. he was angry when he arrived he was angry before i even spoke he was angry before he knew i existed and he, he comes back down the corridor and he hits me just with a double finger, on, like really what? quite hard, quite hard on the nose. And he goes, uh, no, he goes like this. He goes, I played the part before you were born. Do your fucking homework, shunny. Like this. And, and, and my little eyes are warm. And, and, but obviously, I'm like, oh, hallelujah. That's got, I've, got a, I've got a story. I could take that back to the office and actually write about how Sean Connery made me made me cry <laughs> <laughs> i just got visions of you just taking it as yeah. well yes of course just what can like, you do dunk, dunk, dunk. It's like school it was like it's like you know it was, it was it was terrible i mean he didn't break my nose or anything like that but it's not a normal thing to do and it's no. not a, never ever considered doing that no, no it's not a i cannot thing. wait to do it to someone <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm not the confidence to do it to myself. <laughs> no, he wasn't lacking confidence. Is he a big old, big old unit? He, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is, again, going back 25 years, maybe more. Am I 50? Yeah, 25 years. He was still in his pomp, you know. He was, yeah. And also, you know, a don, you know, an absolute someone who has no twat alarm. There's no one there to whisper. <laughs> there's a twat, is there? I see, going back a bit, so you used to go to, so your first job was to go to a party <laughs> and talk to people hoping were, to get a yeah. line to go in the paper. That's insane. I was going to say, I, I had, at 24, 25, I don't know what your 20s were like, Joe, I had zero confidence. No, I couldn't have done that. I didn't. But you didn't. must have to fight. I, I'd be physically sick. I would yeah. go. I would. Be, I would go to the toilet and puke up. I would puke up, and then I'd go back out into the room. And I just wanted to be a journalist. I didn't know what else to do. 
and, and and obviously you drink far too much but that's encouraged really at these sort of events and and eventually I was never brilliant at it but eventually you kind of I got I went to public school so they teach you the 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 you know the, the the kind of the two things you need which is never to let on that you're frightened even if you're fucking terrified and also yeah, the, really really yeah. really okay yeah. is that Completely. a lesson is well, it, it is. That kind of I mean, this is how we ended up. They're training people to run the empire, weren't they? That's where it comes from. Why do you think when Boris Johnson got COVID? Actually, I've plugged the ball game. This is largely what my last book was about, lads. The uh, where Boris Johnson, <laughs> when Boris Johnson got COVID, David Cameron came out and said, "Don't worry, he'll be fine." I know Boris. I've seen him play tennis. <laughs> <laughs> That, that is sure, what, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, happens yeah, in yeah. those schools. You're taught to kind of bluster and fight and, 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 and bounce your way through all manner of adversity. And the first lesson is never to admit adversity. So I would go to the loo, puke. But if you'd seen me in action in that room, you'd have thought I was fearless. James, what, what, what's he like being in the room with Boris as a human being? Uh, it's a long time since I was. Right. But back in the day, he 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 he'll he'll pull you into he'll pull you under his spell. Yeah, he really will. So I, I remember walking up Charing Cross Road when he was mayor of London, and I'm with a mate, right? And Boris Johnson is coming down the road on his bike, and he goes, "Comrade O'Brien," like this, and I felt a million dollars because my mate's going, "Fucking hell, man, that was Boris Johnson. How does he know who you are?" <laughs> and it, and and so he's just there is. I don't think it runs very deep, but. Very few people probably spend enough time with him for it to need to run deep. He's got, he, he, he sucks you in to that. Well, when it, I remember those moments, those times he used to present, have I got news for you? Yeah. He was just, you know, a buffoon and funny and yeah. dead. He'd drag you in, yeah. Yeah, it just would. It yeah. would. And, yeah. and then, you know, an entire country as well. Not mm. long after. Mm. <laughs> well, this has been wonderful. Honestly. Thank you. I, I, I'm so. I'm so impressed with Joe, and you're lying. Keep it quiet. Do you want to know something really weird? I'll tell you something really weird. I was in youth theatre with Daniel Crowder. Was you? Yeah. Oh, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. When I was oh. a boy. How weird oh, is it? Oh, he's brilliant. Oh, that he's a boy. He was such a lovely, lovely boy. He's I'm still so a glad. lovely boy. I'm sure he is, and I'm. So he might not. Even, he might not remember me, but um. Oh wow. Didn't set the stage on fire that year. I don't <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, the, the, when I saw him, when I saw him in your show, I just thought, "Oh wow!" Well he, done. His audition was one of the funniest things. It was unbelievably funny. Whenever he had a scene, it's just like, "Oh, we're in safe hands. It's fine." Yeah, yeah. We'll be fine. Tomorrow's fine. Daniel's doing. Right. That, That's yeah. so good to hear. No, I loved him. Lovely, Such a lovely funny boy. boy. James, have you had a little? Uh, are you ever tempted to step on the stage and? I'd, I'd love to act still. If what I about, if what about a bit of comedy, I don't think I've got it. I don't think I've got the. Um, I did it a bit. Nick Revel wrote some monologues for me when we were doing, and Alistair actually. They wrote them together. And and if you can't make those two's work funny, then obviously you can. You should stay at home. But I, there's so much talent out there. I mean, if I could probably possibly be a be a Vauxhall conference. Comedian, whereas I like that's not a bad life to be in, is it, Joe? <laughs> no, no, I'm the time of my life. <laughs> the only trouble is you have to work weekends, <laughs> but no, so yes, but no, yes, but as a younger man, I'd I would have been cocky enough to think I could have been, and now I, I think I'm, 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 
I don't think I'm cocky enough to think yeah. that I can't. I love it on the radio when something lands. Alistair says a thing which he nicked off someone else. I can't remember who. He says, when you're on stage and it's going well, it's like throwing yourself at the ground and missing. And, and that feeling you get, which I sometimes get in the middle of a monologue, and which you guys must get, you know what that, that's just what is going on. Don't break it. Don't stop to think about it. Don't, it's like a, it's like a, like a b b magic. And, and, and for me, it's not, it won't be comedy where I get that feeling. It will be polemic. It will be, it will be, you know, going for the jugular of the government. I caught a, I caught a wine glass on my foot once. Good <laughs> <laughs> you, son. But the, the mad thing was, I caught it on my foot, and I, I called my brother in. I said, you know, Rob, Rob, come and have a look at this. I said, look, I caught a wine glass on my foot. And he just said, well, as far as I know, you could have put it there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so basically, I'm saying I know what you mean. Yeah, it's exactly that. <laughs> I'm going to use now. I'm going to use that. I'm going to, I'm going to turn. We finish something, and you think that might, that's going to go viral. I think myself, I just caught another wine glass. On my <laughs> but no one took it away from me. <laughs> exactly that, and it's all on tape. It's yeah. all on. <laughs> Thank oh. you so much, James. Thanks, James. Thank, Thank you. I'm actually baffled that you weren't Katie Price. I don't get it. Sorry. No, no, not at all. Uh, it's been an absolute joy. I Thanks think so. you might have trumped her, to be honest with you. I think <laughs> you might have trumped her by the reaction. God, look at his oh, face. James, can you do one thing? Yeah. This would be amazing. Go on. Just say, hello, Naomi. Naomi. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Naomi. Have a lovely weekend. <laughs> oh, <laughs> new ringtone. <laughs> look at If it's had that effect on you, David, what's he going to do to Naomi? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> David's blush for 52 minutes is wonderful. Oh, dear. Thank you, James. Thanks, James. It's a real pleasure. Thank Thanks you. a million. See you in the flesh one day, I hope. I hope Thank so. You. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Cheers. Got ya. Fuck! <laughs> you caused that yourself. <laughs> Look at your face. You caused that yourself. You came in all cocky that you'd got got the... Um, right, I, this is what yeah. happened. <laughs> I went to the spreadsheet. I saw Jordan. I thought, well, we haven't spoken about Jordan. I immediately went to Naomi. I said, I know who it is. Who is it then? Well, I said to you, it's Casey, it's Jordan. <laughs> well, it might not be her. I was like, that's <laughs> awful. So I was like, sir. So she is a great actor, basically. <laughs> it scares me how well humans act. Yeah. Um, do you know who Jordan is? Is that is our friend who's trying to get us other guests? So it's Jordan, and these are the potential guests he's trying to get us. <laughs> it's not Jordan, it's Katie Price. <laughs> I was so desperate to get you on before James came on because I wanted to talk about Katie Price. <laughs> yeah, now I'm thinking about you going, oh, what are you going to ask her? What should we get? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's a great guess. I told you. Well, it's Naomi's idea. It's a fucking great guess. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, because I've always listened to him. Yeah, I know. Oh, did you know that? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I've, um, I've been texting Naomi. Naomi was texting all the last few days going, David's adamant he knows. And we were saying, he's <laughs> Naomi's like going, oh, I was thinking, fucking hell, he's probably looking at questions to ask on the way up on the train. I was. <laughs> I was Wikipedia and Katie Price at once. <laughs> I was going to talk about horse riding. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to talk to Katie Price. I'm not saying you don't, but it's just, it's just. Uh... Honestly, that man doesn't realise how much they copy his arguments. Everyday life. Oh, I see you mean. You go, I have an opinion on that now because I've just yeah, listened. I'm just, I'm just going to regurgitate what you what I've started to do that with Alistair Campbell's podcast. I'm getting all my knowledge. And I'm fucking embarrassing amount. I'm regaling it back to people. I'm puffed up like a little peacock when I'm telling them. And, I'm, and I say things like, I read that rather than. <laughs> what a penis. <laughs> oh, dear. Got a nice big telly in your hotel room. That's not telly. That is though there. Oh, that right. <laughs> that's not telly. <laughs> no, that's your door. That's not telly. Uh, you happy though? You happy with our surprise guest? Brilliant, brilliant. Right, I've got to pull something out of the bag. Yeah. Okay. Great. Well played, everyone. Yeah. Well done. Uh, right. I'll uh, speak to you in a bit. Yeah. Uh, um, enjoy London. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to turn this off and you'll just be on your top now, aren't you? Yeah. I've got to ring Naomi. <laughs> it was really funny because you, I was, every time I text Naomi, I was a couple of times I thought I'd text you by mistake and I did on one of them. And I said something like, I'm over uh, the moon. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she was laughing and, and, sort of explaining what she had done and i was said over the moon but i'd text you that yeah. by mistake yeah <laughs> brilliant brilliant all right okay cheers cheers see you later, mate all right bye Hey guys, it's Kayla Yule from Directionally Challenged, a podcast about realigning your internal compass. New KFC chicken nuggets are finally here and you have never had nuggets like these. All of the delicious KFC flavor you love in one amazing chicken nugget. 100% white meat, hand-breaded in KFC's original recipe. Order new KFC fried chicken nuggets now available at participating KFC near you. Guys, they're finger licking good.